0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Hello, everyone. Before we get started, we have some exciting updates for you. First, I've launched a live event series here in New York called The Blankenship Chair. And on June 1st, Sarah will be joining me to host a tournament to determine the best pop diva of the 80s. It's kind of like Mastis Live And you can find out more about how to get tickets at markgblankenship.com. That's markgblankenship.com.
0: We also want to remind you that you can leave us voicemails at our new phone number. That's 646-389-0-POP. Call and leave us a voicemail, and you just might get an answer on air if you don't want to do that. Also, let us know. That's totally fine. Once again, that phone number is 646-389-0767.
1: 646-389-0-POP. Pop, pop, pop. Finally, we've got Mastis T-shirts for sale. They're black with white lettering, and I feel, and Sarah feel, and anyone who sees you will feel, that they are quite flattering. Check the show notes for this episode for more details on how to get your Master's t-shirt. Indeed.
0: And now, our episode. Mark and Sarah talk about songs. They talk, talk, talk about, talk about songs. Hello, everyone, and welcome back i guess we we're already just talking to you to mark and sarah talk about songs i am your co-host sarah D. Bunting, and i am joined by the markalicious mark blankenship <laughs> hello mark
1: i feel tasty in a very misspelled way today
0: <laughs> yeah. thank you that just drives me nuts i really want to like that part of the song it's like <laughs> why, why why is there an e what's what's happening <laughs> I guess we should tell them what we're actually yes. listening to. Hit it.
1: So if you don't already know what we're talking about based on that little clue, today's selection brought by the by me to the table is the song Fergalicious by Fergie. Um, I honestly feel like, Sarah, before we even say anything, we should just go ahead and roll the clip.
0: I'm fine with that. Here we go.
1: My body stays vicious. I be up in the
0: gym just working on my fitness. He's my witness. I put your boy on rock, rock, and he be lining down the block just to watch what I got. So delicious. It's hot, high, high So delicious. I put them boys on rock, rock. So delicious. They want a trace of what I got. I'm perfect. Hold, 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 hold up. Check it out. Blame.
1: Sarah, okay, it's been a long time, I feel like, since I've brought in one of these songs that just makes me so happy, even though I know how completely stupid it is. Like, this song to me is the apotheosis of stupidity as excellence. (laughs) And the clip that I included is so long, because I needed you to hear four or five of the 900 things that happen in this song i mean I, you know, that doesn't even include the rapping part that happens later like it's just the, the fast rapping i should say I, there's just so much going on um this is obviously fergie with her black eyed peas group mate will i am as the producer and backing vocalist and misspeller <laughs> um i feel like this song is um essentially built entirely from the bones of two earlier songs one is a Clubby groove called Give It All You Got by a group called Afro Recon. And the other is the single Supersonic by JJ Fad, which was a female rap trio from the 80s. And if you hear either one of those songs, you're like, oh, did Will I Am actually do anything other than (laughs) just sort of like slap it together? But I feel like the intelligence of this type of song is how you put the pieces together and the ability to seem like you're just having a tossed off good time which we actually talked a little bit about in our recent single about the van halen video for hot for teacher so sarah i have no idea if you're going to even have anything to say about this hit but to me this song is a party starter and i also just needed to remind you that i am up in the gym just working on my fitness
0: I think, I'm sure that this is not true, um, like, objectively speaking, but I can say with a fair degree of confidence that I never heard this song before. Okay? (laughs) Fair. Um, Both Fergie and the Peas sort of, there's just certain cultural things sometimes that like, for whatever reason, like, I was absent that day and I just didn't (laughs) know or care, Um, and... I really enjoyed uh, the the Afro Rican break and revisiting JJ Fad, Um, and then, but I did that first before I listened to Fergalicious, and then Fergalicious was just like, it's it's not like resonating with me, but this kind of song we need to name this genre, which is basically. Um, I, I think female artists talking about how hot they are. Yes.
1: Um, the swagger track in a yes, way.
0: Yes. Yeah. It could be. A, yeah. It's like the opposite of a diss track. It's like a, you know, <laughs> t- touch your finger to your ass and make a sizzle sound track. <laughs> <laughs> Which, and I like, I have no um, issue with that. Like um, Danity Kane, that's like half their, discography yeah. <laughs> um, i find it ke-
1: amazing that you missed fergie but you're like danny Kane. i got you i'm here for you
0: <laughs> um having seen every single season of all iterations of making the band <laughs> at least once and still occasionally being like they need to revive that i am not a crackpot because they do and i'm not but this kind of track is like the track itself like it's it's fun. If I'd had a couple of um martinis, I would definitely be up and doing my Elaine Bennis embarrassing <laughs> dancing to this. A la your wedding. You're welcome, everyone. Um, but it's also like there's this like she is she is beautiful and she has all the sort of benefits of a Hollywood slash music industry. Um beauty industrial complex in working in her favor like that weave cost a lot of money um and her butt is perfect you know beyond reproach but that this song is about that is about like her beauty and how her milkshake brings all the boys to the yard basically and then but then the what the song really is is this expert pastiche that relies on like there's a james brown snippet in there and then a different one on the bridge like uh, this isn't exactly original but the way it's all put together is both original and um highly proficient um so the fact that she's just talking about how she is the best at being objectified obscures the actual like craftsmanship, maybe, mm. or that's the point. Like, I mean, I'm not really you know, I'm not a Fergie scholar, so i I can't really tell if she's like that cerebral and like um, satirical about things. I doubt it, but this isn't. This is like a more interesting song to think about the parts of it commenting on each other for me than it is to actually listen to necessarily. But I don't know. I think it's. I think it's fascinating that that you know she she sort of willingly decides to, to like. She takes that part of the song and of her persona that's all about the um, exterior, but then there's some really interesting things happening in terms of, like, music history, the role of the front man or woman in bands, Um like sexuality to sell music but also as a part of rock and roll which this isn't really rock and roll i I don't know there's like a a lot going on and i'm probably not um, (laughs) qualified to comment
1: well i actually am a bit of a fergie scholar as these things go so let me ask you a few things to see if you knew these already did you know that fergie was on kids incorporated in the 80s
0: i think i had heard that but i forgot
1: she sings She's part of the children's choir singing on Toy Soldiers by Martika, her Kids Incorporated castmate. Oh, yeah. Then Fergie got addicted to meth and then got rehabbed. Okay. And then she hooked up because then she was also in a girl group called Wild Orchid that didn't really have any hits. That
0: I knew for some reason. Why? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Maybe Danity Kane talked about them one time
0: clearly that's what Um, i mean it actually probably was legit
1: and then before the black eyed peas were the sort of juggernauts of mid to late aughts pop they were an alternative hip-hop group Mm -hmm. that worked with macy gray and did these sort of loopy sort of stoner experiments with their music and they were on mtv2 not mtv if you okay know what so I'm they're kind of
0: like the spiritual children of like not the far side but like pm dawn
1: yeah pm dawn de la soul like that kind of thing and then it's almost like will i am had this conscious decision to say you know what fuck it i want to make some money i'm going to th- make nothing but straightforward big pop records that are just designed to make people party and Mm -hmm. i feel like fergie that's when fergie entered the group and i have this suspicion that they are consciously deciding to make music that has no depth in it and i find it fascinating because for instance fergie i don't know how well you remember Her appearance on a particular live finale of american idol but she performed with heart and sang barracuda and fucking destroyed the song barracuda and then proceeded to do a one-handed backward cartwheel (laughs) um she is also incredible in the otherwise lackluster movie musical nine and so she has demonstrated that she has the ability to do just about anything vocally and apparently physically but she and Will I am both despite their other public efforts have chosen to focus their careers on this type of music and so I find it so interesting that they are not stupid people they're clearly smart people who choose to be stupid as their career and I found an interview with Fergie where she said that they consciously decided to misspell tasty because they thought it made the song funnier. And I'm just like, wow, because I don't agree with you about that, Fergs. But I just, one of the reasons I love this song, I think, is because it is the smartness of its idiocy, like I was saying. And I hear what you were saying that. In a way, perhaps that makes the song more interesting to think about than it is to experience. But for me, also that a beat that they took from the Afro-Rican song is so hot that yeah, I also just viscerally enjoy it.
0: I mean, they like they're expert borrowers and sort of like ha- hackers, like you know that they sort of like hacked all these different genres together, and then you can seldom go wrong. With a James Brown sample. If you can afford it, go ahead. Which
1: um, is also weird because the, the James Brown sample is actually in the Afro rican song. So it's like they're sampling a song they're sampling the sample of the sample.
0: But and, and then uh. I think there's a different sample that they use oh, from sure. a separate song. Also, like in the bridge. I, could be I wouldn't be that. surprised. Yeah, no, <laughs> me neither. Um speaking of um expert uh, assemblers and deep thinkers about form and sales, uh, we have a playlist.
1: Oh, yes, we do.
0: I believe this playlist is celebrating, um, the grand occasion of attending a Lady Gaga concert. Mark, can you tell us a little more about, uh, what we're doing with that?
1: Yes, our listener Elisa sent us an email saying, I am listening to the Rio episode in the car and had to actually pull over an email immediately to ask for a short playlist for me and my BFF Nora. We are turning 40 this May and June and to celebrate are going to see Lady Gaga in Vegas the first weekend in June, which uh, we're recording this episode just a few weeks before that happens. We have been making a collaborative Spotify playlist of all sorts of amazing stuff for jamming in the hotel, but would die to have a short pre-party playlist for when we are glittering up before the show. Please work your magic. And, you know, how could we resist such an offer? And uh, so, Elisa, we are only too happy to provide you with our pre-party glittering up playlist. Uh, Sarah, we both have pulled songs. Yes?
0: Yes. We have. uh, I have six
1: possibilities i do too i don't know how long
0: it takes people to glitter so
1: i mean for gaga you want to probably do a little extra
0: yeah better safe plus it can take a while if you have like those you've got that crazy like specialty manny where two nails are connected with a little chain
1: (laughs) that's true good point um so what did you choose to kick off your glitter glittering up playlist
0: Um, this one is a fun one for getting into your shapewear. If you're going that direction, I picked Spice Girls track, say you'll be there. It's, um, really fun and light, but it's not too, it's not too beat heavy. Um, and for friends getting ready to go to a super fun sparkly show, that seems like a good way to kick things off.
1: I agree. Um, along with that vibe, I selected previous episode, discussion topic oh l'amour by erasure because i feel like if you're still wearing the hotel robe and just sort of laying things out that's a good song to just get you going before the evening starts
0: Mm, agree um next up while you're sort of very carefully applying eye makeup and curling your lashes is David Bowie's golden years. Um, Mm. It's a good song. And Bowie and Gaga are in my mind, um, not twinned exactly, but closely cousined as artists and musical thinkers. And it's just a good song.
1: And as the tempo is ramping up both on the music and in your hearts, that's when I would suggest turning to such great heights by the postal service. Which is just a fabulous, lush song that, in a Gaga-esque way, puts some pretty thoughtful, complicated lyrics inside of a sweet dance beat.
0: Mm. Uh, I'm not sure exactly which one to put on next, but I'm going to go with um, maybe a lesser-known track, which is Fantastic Plastic Machines You Must Learn All Night Long. It's very peppy, Um Just, like, not trip-hop exactly. Um, But Fantastic Plastic Machine is really fun. Um, Mostly sort of trancey, but this one is is peppy and has some fun samples from the the middle of the last century that you might enjoy. And I bet Gaga would, too.
1: Nice. So that, I think, actually nicely goes hand-in-hand with my next selection, which is Pet Shop Boys West End Girls.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: The cool electronic remove of that song is a good fit for a lot of gaga's material and it's also just a hot hit
0: Mm. and we can go straight from there to a little more brit pop stone roses i am the resurrection Ooh yeah uh it's just such a great vocal and so buoyant and like proud and anthemic and goes well with uh gaga for that reason as well
1: Now, at this point, you've probably gotten a good amount of your glittering up done, and it's time to start transitioning into concert excitement mode. That's why I feel like it's time for the unapologetic, straight-down-the-pike pop cheesiness of the Club Nouveau remake of Lean On Me. Uh, That is just a way to have some uh, unironic fun, because that's the spirit that one needs for a Vegas show of any kind, I feel.
0: I agree, and um, coming in right after that, another '80s break from Deaf Jeff dropping rhymes on drums. Uh, there is a, um, I think there's a is it an Etta James sample in the beginning? Might be. Um, th- there will be more Etta later, but um, yes, Jeff Jeff's dropping rhyme rhymes on drums. Like he is an extremely um, f- fast, crisp. Uh, mc and it's just like i mean this song is so good i don't know why it's not played all the time and i don't know why um he's sort of like fallen below the horizon of 80s hip-hop it's just so poppy and fun and uh like ice T in his in his um first group did like a you know, shout out to all my peeps track that mentioned Def Jeff. And they played that song in the Law and Order episode where Cynthia Nixon is Bernard Goetz. Whoa. And I had I was teaching that episode and I was like, Oh, is this a real song or is this just a placeholder? And then I found out that it was iced tea rapping on this song that mentions Def Jeff. And then I was like, all right, let's look up some Def Jeff. And then I was like the happiest woman for like 20 minutes. Cause I discovered all this really like good snappy eighties hip hop. It's great. Def Jeff.
1: Nice. Damn deep cut. I love it. Yeah, the I deepest. actually,
0: sorry. I I went on for a while there, but no, uh, but
1: that's fantastic. This is one of the reasons that these playlists are fun. Uh, I also have a deep cut for my fifth choice. It's the go team. Which is a, they're a dance instrumental group from about five to ten years ago. Oh
0: yeah, I like them a lot.
1: And they have a song called We Just Won't Be Defeated, Mm -hmm. which is built on a lot of cheerleaders yelling things. But then there is this really amazing uh, horn thing that happens and then the drums come in and it's just such a rousing great song and you just feel 10% cooler every time it comes on. So that's, that is one that you need for the end of your glitter obsession. I feel.
0: Mm, excellent choice. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up with Ms. Etta James. Something's got a hold on me. Cause Ooh, yeah. it must be love or Gaga or champagne or um you've been inhaling some of the glitter, whatever has got a hold on you. Go with it. You're going to have a great time at this show. Um, and you can shout, sing along with this while standing out the moonroof of the limo.
1: <laughs> Drinking uh, that's
0: champagne. So,
1: that's so great because I actually went to a very similar place. I was thinking, all right, the two of you are all glittered up. You look amazing. You need to have one dance-off in your room together or in that limousine. So I am suggesting the song I Don't Care by Pop and Charlie XCX. Which you might know is the song that's like, "I took your shit and threw it down the stairs. I crashed my car oh into my God. a bridge. That song is great. I don't care. I mean, that's just like a jump up and down and shout at the top of your long song. And I feel like that's the way to sail on into the Gaga experience.
0: I completely agree. Um, I had a Pink song as an honorable mention. I was a little surprised that uh, Pink didn't make your list. That's the only reason that I that I cut her from mine. But uh,
1: ooh, which one?
0: god is a dj
1: oh god that's such a good song
0: because he is and he'd play a whole lot of gaga
1: yes he would well Elisa, thank you so much for reaching out about this playlist we hope that you enjoy it we also really hope that you enjoy the gaga show happy birthday uh we are the same age i turned 40 in december as you probably have heard about since we talked about it a lot on this podcast um Listeners, if you would like a playlist of your own created on any subject and for any reason, just let us know. You can email us at talkaboutsongs at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook and Twitter and we will let you know what steps to take to make that playlist happen. So before we leave behind, Sarah, the conversation about Fergie and the Black Eyed Peas, I do want to mention the song I Got a Feeling, which this conversation has made me think about. Do you do you know that one? Probably not. <laughs> uh, I got a bars? feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night. It is. It was a oh, song that yeah. was number one.
0: Oh, it's totally one of those that I'm like, oh, I know that song. I just didn't know it was called that.
1: Yes. Um, Fill up my cup. Mazel Tov! L'chaim. I mean, it is a song that was number one for like 14 weeks and in 2009, and it is just entirely designed to be played at bar mitzvahs and weddings. They even have Fergie scream Lahaim in the middle of the song, <laughs> so that you can put it on your bar mitzvah playlist, and it is, to me, like Fergalicious, it's the other side of the apotheosis of stupidity as intelligence, because... Fergalicious is Sexy Confidence, and I Got a Feeling is Inoffensive Partying, but either way, both of them are just designed to be played loudly at gatherings where a lot of people who don't normally dance want to dance.
0: Yeah, and I I think that that's fine. Um, there's something about the Packaging and commodification of women's bodies and sexuality and um, willingness—let's just say it—that mm-hmm. has historically been pretty gross in pop music. Um, but when the artist is is driving it, that's different to me. And I I respect it like not that I don't respect whatever you know female artists from the '60s who sort of were like this is like a lot of things were shitty um, back then and it wasn't necessarily an option to like subvert the paradigm because Barry Gordy is not is not having any subverting but I I kind of think that this is this is a cool you know inversion of a lot of tropes and that this is someone who has also been in the business a really long time and mm-hmm. so has will i am and that they sort of teamed up to be like this is how you print money like this is the carefully constructed mosaic that that gets you the money and gets you the Gets you the chart position and gets you certified gold. And while it's not, you know, resonating with me necessarily on an aural level, I I get it. And I kind of think it's cool. Like there's something about sometimes a song that you're like, huh, Uh, okay. And then you just sort of flip it over and look at the back and see how it was made and think about why it might have been made and why it was made this way that it's it's interesting to think about like Fergie is definitely one of those cultural figures that I was like I know that she is and I know who she is but I don't know why I know that Right, and I have no kick as you always like to say with her in you know any direction but I did see that I did see that heart performance and I remember being like, well, she showed up dressed to play. I'll go. Give her that. <laughs> like she's never, she's never sort of like, and I don't feel like this is a person who like complains about being famous either. Am I right about that?
1: Not that I have ever seen.
0: Yeah. Which I appreciate like, and uh, again, like we talk about this too, that it's like that sort of angstiness about the demands of fame. That's legit, especially in today's music industry where like you can be famous and still be flat busted. And um, that's like a whole part of Amy Mann's discography. And again, I I hear you, but Fergie seems like that. She's like, this is my job is to be a very shiny, almost extruded looking pop product who actually has been very thoughtful about reaching this end point.
1: And, you know, i think that you're very well said there i was not well said in the way i just tried to tell you that you were well said
0: (laughs) folks it's it's sunday and it's sunny outside and maybe we're a little maybe we're a little uh dumb from pollen at least that's my excuse
1: but it's just interesting to me that fergie after this album and then the subsequent black eyed peas album that came out a little bit later but right around 2011 she just kind of evaporated. She released quite a few attempts at a comeback single. She released a second album that didn't go anywhere. And I wonder if, at the end of the day, being so carefully manufactured ultimately shortens your life as a pop star. Because eventually, if we're going to continue to care about you as a public, you need to strip some of that away. And maybe... By the time that Fergie did that, because for all I know, she did it on her second album, which came out and no one listened to it. I certainly didn't. But by the time she did whatever she did next, we had kind of moved on to the next shiny thing in the package. And because she never had a Kesha moment where Mm. she consciously stripped all of her artifice away to say, here's what was going on all the time. Or she never had a Gaga moment where her performance was so bizarre that it felt like avant-garde art Mm -hmm. maybe fergie was destined to be limited in her shelf life uh but highly successful in that time
0: or it's just a matter of the time like i don't think 10 years later that we're living in a in a time where i mean first of all the way that we are sold music has shifted not too far but it has shifted and we're also living in what feels like a critical like apocalyptic adjacent crossroads time in a lot of ways in America where something that is as fundamentally not ersatz because again, I don't think that that's respectful of the professionalism behind this track, but something that is that built, I guess, and not serious yeah. Might be harder to position.
1: I think you're right because we are not in a moment where a a brainless good time party record is what anybody wants. And if that's you look like at what's popular about
0: like to looking at her butt and like look how hot I am and look how many men want to fuck me, like that's I mean <laughs> hashtag no <laughs> hashtag not you too. Like to, uh, yeah, that doesn't
1: because. The closest that we have to that in terms of female pop stars right now is Ariana Grande. But there's this rebellious anger inside of her performance of her own awesomeness. And there's this feminist fury, I think, I would argue, inside even her stupid song that's called Seven Rings that's built around a sample of my favorite things Mm -hmm. from Sound of Music. It's like a terrible song, but it also is about... I am going out with my female friends and we're going to be loud and obnoxious and highly consumptive not like we have tuberculosis but you know we're going to consume things <laughs> and, <laughs> and that there there is a level of of teeth-bared menace in that song that Fergie just never had so yeah I guess the Fergie ethos has evolved into the Ariana Grande ethos. And then meanwhile, you've got someone like Billie Eilish, who is super popular right now, who is 17 and all of her videos are filled with her mouth spilling blood and talking about the names of her songs are things like bury a friend and bad guy. So this is maybe not the moment for the high gloss ass sizzle of Fergie. (laughs)
0: yeah like I just I think that the teeth bared fury that's that's right on like I think it's just perhaps not angry enough like Ariana Grande can seem like can seem maybe a little cynical and glib in the way lyrically things are packaged but that is like genuine rage and Mm -hmm. she is uh, smart about getting people to like lowering the barrier into that part of her story i would say and i'm not sure fergie's interested in that because fergie is like our age (laughs) so
1: yeah fergie's been around long enough to have been a backing vocalist on toy soldiers so she maybe is just like i'm gonna count that money y'all shut up
0: yeah or she's like now i'm 50 licious and i don't really want (laughs) to put on four inch eyelashes and entertain you
1: right because you know what crocheting
0: and listening to a podcast bye
1: let let taylor swift be the one who's making boppy fun pop songs mixed with a type of confessional honesty that i never had the patience for and like you said i'm gonna sit over here listen to a podcast i actually have a stack of new yorkers i need to get through mm-hmm. i want to enter the caption contest i, I don't have time
0: yeah i <laughs> know and then she's like she's just wearing like cargo shorts that she borrowed off her friend that <laughs> <And> she's like <laughs> she's <laughs> like do i even have a butt who cares i'm done. <laughs> Good for her.
1: 50-licious. I actually would give almost anything for her to release a single called 50-licious.
0: Yes. That's like (laughs) folk or like a polka.
1: Rap polka. Uh, I'm up at Aqua Aerobics working on my fitness. (laughs)
0: Bless her heart.
1: <laughs> now I'm just thinking, like, what's okay? Like, what is um, like, oh Luna Bar? Like L to the U to the N A E B A R Luna Bar. And <laughs> <laughs> it's like, girl, that says Luna Bear, and she's like, fuck
0: off. Not to me, it doesn't. The check clears. Quiet down. <laughs> Amazing.
1: I'm Fifty Licious. I'm in the AARP. You 50-licious. know you cannot fuck with me. I'm
0: 50-licious. I'm friends with Gabrielle C. 50-licious. <laughs>
1: I got Martika on blast.
0: 50-licious. I, <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> I've doubled the size of my ass that you not scan, but...
1: <laughs> but she don't give a fuck. No. She's too old to give a fuck.
0: Neither do I.
1: Fergie, if that single comes out, I promise I will buy it.
0: Uh, And I'll wait for my check for it, because, hey.
1: (laughs) That's right. Get your money, too, girl. My
0: non-tasty flat ass got to eat, too, you know. (laughs)
1: Ah, this is one of those moments where I'm really glad we didn't have this conversation while I was driving a car. (laughs) Because I would have just plowed into the side of a chicken shack. Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs, hosted by Mark Blankenship, that's me, and Sarah D. Bunting, and edited by Sarah D. Bunting. Need to talk to Mark and Sarah about song requests, ads, or birthday readings? Here's how. Email us at talkaboutsongs at gmail.com, tweet us at TalkSongs, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com mastus.podcast. And you can become a supporter and producer of this podcast at our Patreon page at patreon mastus so until next time thanks for listening